What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. You are absolutely right, John Dawson. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely and well-lit Kinston, North Carolina. Man, I told you this yesterday. I don't know what's happened over the last couple of days. Uh, man, the the sun's not out, obviously, but I tell you what, it's, it's light outside. I can see people walking up and down. Uh, Whitehall Drive this morning is pretty cool here. Uh, listen, today is Tuesday, February the 13th in the year of our Lord 2024. This is uh, episode 1022, 1022 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll be joining me at the beginning of the second hour today for the birthday game. That's right, we're mixing things up a little bit. Man, I got my, my beautiful wifey's not here. She's up with uh, the grandbaby up in Garner, up at uh, Paul's house. And it just it, it's just thrown me off this morning. You know, when you just have your your little, uh, you know, when you got the person that you love and they're not with you and you spent the night without them, I mean, it's sad. I got surrounded by cats who I think are trying to kill me, even though, Linda, I fed them and gave them water. So uh, the cats are fine this morning, although they're circling me. And they're they're <coughs> sitting in the hallway right now looking at me. It's kind of intimidating. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know if they've got something planned here. Or, so uh, listen, if you're listening, Pam Sheffield, if you're listening right now, Keith Spence, I know you're listening right now. You and I have been messaging this morning already. If I suddenly go off the air, Call the police and tell them it was the cats that did it, okay? Because uh, I, I, I got to tell you, man, uh, I'm, I'm a little intimidated right now. Okay, uh, hey, uh, the weirdest way we've ever started uh, a th- one of our 1,022 shows, but uh, hey, there you go. I guess more than anything, I just wanted to say that. I missed you, Linda. Okay, okay. Listen, we've got a great show for you today, though. Man, is it going to be a fun show. And I got to thank Keith Spence, who uh, I know I've already mentioned now a couple of times, but we've been messaging. He's helping me out with, I don't know, man. My, my I don't know if it's because it's getting lighter early or, like I said, Linda not being here. I'm all by myself. But just I uh, was uh, in pre-show prep just trying to put together some questions for our second guest today, who I'll tell you about here in a moment. And, uh, man, thank you, Spence. Spence is sending me a, a lot of great questions to ask. So, listen, I'm not one of those guys that takes credit for everything. If somebody helps me out, by God, like my boy, Keith Spence, he's going to get some love, I'm telling you. But, but again, uh, if I suddenly go off the air, call the police. It's because the cats have unplugged everything, and they're trying to attack me. I've got one walking in here right now. Two of them walking. Oh, this is crazy. Okay, listen, we've got another great show for you here today. Joining me in less than 20 minutes is the news director for the Carteret County News Times, and he's also our NBA and hoops expert. Man, really looking forward to talking to him. It's Richard Clark. 
Uh, he's going to help us get ready for the NBA All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. Uh, and also, this is something we had mentioned uh, sometime in the past couple of weeks. He is a big uh, League Pass fan, uh, NBA League Pass fan. The man spends, I mean, a minimum, and I'll let him tell you in his own words, but a minimum of an hour, two hours, three hours a night watching uh, NBA League Pass. That's why we have him on the show. He knows more about the NBA than uh, than anybody I know, and that's the absolute truth. I mean, he really does. I mean, and I'm talking about the complete NBA, not just one team or two teams or something like that. I mean, the man keeps up with all of them. And, uh, oh, man, what does Mickey Weatherington send me? I'm nervous about this. <laughs> he just sent me a picture of Catwoman. Yes, you're right, Mickey Weatherington. Uh, if uh, if Catwoman comes here today, uh-oh. Well, but see, Linda's not here, so I'm a little bit worried uh, because Linda would fight Catwoman off. But, but uh, yeah, good Catwoman, good looking. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Linda sent me a picture of Levi. <laughs> this is awesome, too. Pam Sheffield sent me uh, a picture of three or a uh, meme or whatever you call them. Little, uh, they're not memes. What do you call it? The little, uh, the little pictures of three cats and two laughing faces. So, man, this is – thank you, guys. It's good to know that I'm being listened to this morning. Hey, uh, back to uh, our show uh, preview here. Richard Clark joining us in the first hour. Man, cannot wait to talk to him. Uh, <laughs> the cats just went running down the hall again. Man, I, I'm a little I'm, – I'm off kilter here. Okay, uh, that's our first hour. Richard Clark, uh, like I said, we're mixing up our second hour a little bit. We typically play the birthday game with John and Jonathan at the end of the second hour. However, we're going to kick off our second hour uh, with the birthday game today and a very good birthday game too, man. Uh, let's see. I mean, uh, today is uh, Ashley Joyner's birthday, wife of uh, Jeremy Joyner, former South North coach and now at East Duplin. Matt Friedman, y'all remember him from uh, the Kinston Indians. And then Rick Lewis, and then we've got another a lot of great birthdays. Ah, a little hand here. Today's Mike Krzyzewski's birthday, Coach K's birthday. But uh, good birthday game. That's how we'll kick off the second hour. And then right after that, our big interview. He couldn't join us until 8.30, so we're saving him until then. Live here on our Spence Automotive guest line, it'll be ECU baseball coach Cliff Godwin will be joining us. So uh, very, very excited to have him. Uh, man. Love him to death. You know we've got a, a, a Pepsi cardboard cutout of him here in the studio. So uh, I, I'll feel like I'm talking to Coach Godwin as I'm looking at his cardboard cutout here uh, in, in our plush, well-lit, well-protected studio here on Whitehall Drive. So uh, there you go. Richard Clark in our first hour. Cliff Godwin in our second hour. All you great listeners texting me and messaging me all over the place right now cats running to and fro uh, throughout the house right now you know what here's why they don't usually do that because linda will keep the uh the bed the bedroom door closed and keep the cats in there stormy will usually be outside by this time in the morning but i made stormy stay in because it's so windy out there this morning and so that's why i've got just these uh these wild crazy cats just running through the house right now but again uh, one more time, if uh, I suddenly go off the air, please call the authorities, okay? Okay, uh, so Richard Clark in the first hour, Cliff Godwin in our second hour. We have got a fun show for you here today. Listen, Underdog Fantasy, uh, new sponsor, relatively new sponsor here on the uh, show. If you've not signed up yet, why not? Why not? 
Uh, it's You get free money up to $100. If you deposit on your initial deposit $100 and you use a promo code HANKS. Keith Spence, have you done this yet? I, I, I just got to ask, man. Mickey Weatherington, have you done this yet? Mr. Clemens, have you done this yet? Go to underdogfantasy.com uh, or download the free app. I, play, I don't even know if I've played on my computer yet. Everything's been over the phone because it's just such a clean app. It's just so much fun. Uh, <laughs> Pam Sheffield just sent me a meme of a cat attacking a dude's face. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, or a gif, a gif, however you say it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 it's a little scary, Pam. No, that's not happened yet, but if it happens, you know what to do. Uh, listen, underdog fantasy back to that man. If Jason's listening right now, he is just rolling his eyes and going, what in the world are we paying this guy for? Uh, well, you're. Pay me for the number one radio show in Kinston and Lenore County. Ha <laughs> ha! But uh, listen, go to Underdog Fantasy. You pick two to five players. Uh, you go more or less with them on different stats, and you win money. You really win money. I won $75 uh, Sunday night uh, playing uh, Super Bowl games or big game uh, games and had a blast with it. You can too. Go to uh, Underdog Fantasy. Use promo code HANKS. Your initial deposit up to $100. You can, uh, uh, you'll get a free hundred dollars up to a hundred dollars. Uh, they'll match it, but you got to use promo code Hanks and you will have as much fun as I do playing it. And Jason does and Paul Whittington's playing it. It, it is, it's, it's a lot of fun. Just be smart. Uh, because, uh, you can go through some, uh, go through some games and before you know, it, you're like, wow, I can't believe I just spent that much money, but it's fun, especially when you win too. So underdog fantasy, use promo code Hanks. And uh, you can uh, you can win money too. Okay, uh, registration is open for the WRNS St. Jude Golf Classic. Uh, it's a uh, one of uh, Jason Bryant's babies, man. It's something that he enjoys putting on every year. It's at uh, Cutter Creek on Saturday, March the ninth. They are still there's uh, still a very few, very limited opportunities to play. Uh, they've got morning flights. They've got, uh, afternoon flights out at Cutter Creek. Uh, please, uh, support this, uh, if you can, if you want to play in it again, it's not on a weekday, it's on a weekend. So you'll be able to take your time, have a lot of fun out there. And again, know that you'll be raising money for a very, very good cause. Uh, again, uh, go to WRNS.com, click on the golf tournament logo and you can register there. And again, it's Saturday. March the 9th uh, at Cutter Creek, you will have a blast with it. Uh, let's get you caught up on everything here. The LCC men's basketball team, uh, which is 12 and 10. Hold on. Let, let me take a sip of water here. Ah, gosh, cold water, man. Nothing better. Uh, the LCC men's basketball team, they're 12 and 10 overall. They're 10 and 7 in Region 10 right now. They play uh, the Lancers. They play their final two home games of the regular season. It's this week. They uh, start with Johnston Community College Thursday at 6 p.m., and then they'll take on Central Carolina Community College Sunday at 2. That'll be for sophomore day, uh, although there's not a lot of sophomores on this team. In fact, I think there's only one, but still, it's a very special day uh, at LCC for that. Um like I said, the final two uh, home games of the regular season. The Lancers beat Johnson Community College 113-93 to back on November 16th. And even before that, they beat uh, CCCC 84-82 to on November 10th. 
Uh, after they finish those two games, they'll be on the road uh, for their last three games of the 24 regular season. They'll be at Guilford Tech, at Cleveland Community College, and then two weeks from tomorrow at Pitt Community College, a game that I know we're going to do our best to be at for that too. Uh, LCC Baseball, what a start to the season. They are 4-0 and right now. Uh, they play at Lewisburg today at 3 o'clock. They've already beat Lewisburg one time this season. They beat them at uh, Lancer Field. But they play at Lewisburg today at 3. And then they already open Region 10 play. That'll be this weekend at home versus Richard Bland. They'll play a doubleheader at home Saturday beginning at noon. Then they'll travel to Petersburg, Virginia for a single game Sunday at noon. So uh, LCC baseball off and running. Uh, ECU men's basketball, uh, they are 12-12 and 12 overall. They're 5-6 and six in the American uh, they play at home versus Wichita State Thursday at 7 o'clock, and then they're home versus Tulane Sunday at 2. The ECU women's basketball team, who, by the way, you want to talk about a team that is uh, really hot right now, it's uh, the Lady Pirates of ECU. They are 14-8 and eight overall. They're 7-4 and four in the American. They're in fourth place in the American Conference. You may be like, oh, that's not that great. Listen, they're in fourth place. But only one game out of first place, and you talk about a, a chance to uh, to stay hot. They've got it this week. Uh, they play at Rice on Wednesday tomorrow night, and then they're home versus Memphis Saturday at two o'clock. Uh, ECU baseball, uh, as I told you, we're going to have Cliff Godwin on here in our uh, second hour. Uh, in fact, about thirty minutes into our second hour. Very excited to uh, have him on. But uh, they start their season with a three-game set versus Ryder. This weekend, a team that made it to the NCAA tournament last year. Uh, they play at 4 o'clock on Friday, 2 o'clock on Saturday, and 1 o'clock on Sunday, all at Clark LeClaire Stadium. So if you can get out there and support the Pirates, please do that. ACC basketball last night, Duke beat Wake Forest 77-69. to uh, But more important than that, and you know I'm going to be a little bit selfish here, of course, but <laughs> Virginia back in the top 25 with their eight-game winning streak, their 23-game home winning streak. They are number 21 in the country, and uh, they are part of a busy night of basketball tonight at, at 7 o'clock tonight. North Carolina uh, is at Syracuse. Uh, the Tar Heels are 19-5 and five overall. They're 11-2 and two and in first place in the ACC. And they are at Syracuse, who is 15-9 overall, 6-7 and seven in the ACC. Virginia play, and that, by the way, that Carolina-Syracuse game on ESPN tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, Pittsburgh and Virginia. Pittsburgh's at the University of Virginia. Number 21, Virginia, who is 19-5 and five overall. 10 and 3 in the ACC and in second place in, in the league. Uh, Pittsburgh is 15 and 8 overall. They're 6 and 6 in the ACC. It's not going to be as easy a game as everybody probably thinks it's going to be. Virginia are five and a half point favorites. And I should have told you, Carolina, eight and a half point favorites at Syracuse. The other two games that are taking place tonight in the ACC Louisville is at Boston College. That is at 9 o'clock on the ACC network. And then Florida State is at Virginia Tech. Uh, that game is at 9 o'clock, and it's on ESPNU. And that's not all tomorrow. That's all the games for tonight, but tomorrow night. Georgia Tech is at Notre Dame. Miami is at Clemson. So uh, there you go. The standings as of right now in the ACC. We've got uh, Carolina atop the ACC at 11-2 and two, uh, overall in league play. Virginia and Duke actually tied for second at 10-3. and three. But identical, 19 and five overall record, 10 and three in league play. Three teams in the top 25 are those three: Carolina at seven, Duke at nine, Virginia at 21, and then Wake Forest 
is in fourth place at eight and five, despite their loss to uh, Duke last night. They are still in fourth place. So, if the ACC tournament started today, today, thank goodness it doesn't. But if it did, uh, as of right now, Carolina would be one, Duke would be two, Virginia three, and Wake Forest four. They would get the double buys in uh, five through eight. Uh, Florida State at fifth, NC State at six, Clemson at seven, Pittsburgh at eight, uh, and then uh, it goes down from there. Carolina Hurricanes, uh, they are 30-16-5 and five right now. They have 65 points. They're four points behind Jacques Passelegs, New York Rangers, and the Metropolitan Division, and they're fourth in the Eastern Conference. They are at Dallas today at 8, and they're at Arizona Friday at 9, and at Vegas Saturday at 10.30. Uh, they began a three-game homestand in six days uh, back at PNC Arena. And I need to mention this, too, a little, a little selfishly here. I will be uh, on the mic today at uh, ECU for the ECU softball game. They take on North Dakota State. And you talk about a team that is just red hot. We were talking earlier. I don't even remember who it was. Somebody being red hot. Guess what? Your ECU softball team is 6-0 and right now. They've won, I think, three or four of their games by the mercy rule. And soft, in college softball, it's uh, eight runs through five innings. Uh, and, man, ECU softball is on fire. I don't know if it's because they've played bad teams or what, but I'm telling you, man, uh, Lady Pirates uh, on fire right now. It's, that's right. We were talking about the uh, ECU women's basketball team. Man, the ECU uh, softball team, too, also tearing it up 6-0 and going into today's game at 4 o'clock. And like I said, uh, if you're if you're around, I don't think they charge admission, too. So if you want to see an undefeated ECU team uh, who has already played a couple of pretty good teams, go see uh, the Pirates today. And uh, you'll, hear, you'll hear a familiar voice up there on the microphone for you, okay? Hey, uh, high school, I'll tell you what, before we get into high school basketball, let me tell you about uh, our good friends over at Lenore Community College. They are the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show as they have been for more than four years, but for 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trent to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to LCC for being the title sponsor of this show as they have been uh, since pretty much day one of its existence. They are one of our day one sponsors, LCC is. Guess what? They're not the only one. Thank you to UNC Lenore Healthcare, to GoEco Technology Service Provider, uh, to Spence Automotive, to Woodman Life, and Arendelle Parrot Academy. All of them have been uh, all of them have been uh, day one sponsors. Man, uh, all our other sponsors, too. We really do appreciate them. Down East Protection Systems, King's Restaurant, the Kinston Police Department, Davis Wholesale Tire, Mills International, Rillo Discount Drugs, uh, Lenore County Public Schools, Lenore Tire and Appliance, and the Down East Wood Ducks. And uh, a reminder, I should have told you this. Well, we're getting into high school basketball right now, but a reminder that tonight, right here on these very same airwaves, you'll be able to hear Barry Stallings, Harlan Neal, Jason Bryant as they bring you uh, North or uh, South Lenore at North Lenore tonight. Uh, four games tonight, so it'll probably start pregame. will start probably in that 7, 7.15 range. 
But just uh, listen, listen to a little VSIN, and then uh, you can uh, listen to North Lenore and South Lenore again right here on these very airwaves. Uh, that's tonight, uh, North Lenore, South Lenore. You've got Kinston. Uh, they are off tonight, but they are home for Senior Night versus North Lenore on Thursday. And guess what? That's also going to be our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. So that's right. You get to uh, two times over the next three days, you get to listen to uh, prep basketball right here. Uh, with Barry and Harlan and Jason. It'd be a lot of fun. Uh, tonight, North Lenore at South Lenore. Thursday night, North Lenore at Kinston. Uh, I, you know, maybe in the second hour, I'll give you more details. Other games tonight, Bethel, uh, they played last night, and they won at home last night, 58-55 to 55 over Pamlico Christian. Uh, no result for the girls' side, but, man, I'll tell you what, Bethel Christian Academy Trojans uh, ended the season right there, 9-17 and 17 right now. Uh, Green Central, uh, they have senior night tonight uh, against Farmville Central. Aiden Grifton, uh, they are off tonight, but they're at Washington on Friday night. And then Jones Senior, their regular season is complete. The girls are at Pamlico Thursday for the Coastal 1A-2A tournament. And the boys, uh, they start the CP CP 1A-2A tournament at Pinetown Northside Friday. Uh, Hometown heroes, Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon, Maji Dodd, big, big win. We talked about this yesterday on the show. Huge win uh, on Saturday against Claflin on Isaac's last second shot. Man, uh, they're going to try to keep that momentum going today. They're they're fifteen and eight overall. They're nine and five in the CIAA, and they're home versus their arch rival, Fayetteville State, today at seven thirty. And then they'll be in Indianapolis at NBA All Star Weekend uh, on Saturday versus Virginia Union. Uh, it'll be against Virginia union, uh, Saturday at two o'clock. And I will be there very excited about that, that I'm going to be in Indianapolis for that this weekend to get to see Isaac and Jeremy and Amaji. It's going to be a lot of fun. Brandon and, uh, the new Orleans Pelicans, uh, last night they won at Memphis 96 to 87. Uh, Brandon just had another great game, 19 points, two rebounds, six assists, a steal and a block shot. Uh, they are home. Uh, the Pelicans they are 32 and 22 first place in the Southwest division right now. Uh, they are home versus Washington Wednesday at eight. That uh, will be their final game, uh, before the, uh, all-star break. So, uh, pretty excited, man. Like I said, the Pelicans really playing some, uh, great basketball right now. Can't wait to talk to uh, rich about that here as we're getting him up on the line with us right now. And then, uh, Reggie Bullock jr. And the Houston Rockets, they won at home last night versus New York one Oh five to one Oh three. Unfortunately, Reggie had a uh, DNPCD last night. Would you like to tell everybody what that means, Richard Clark? What's that? Uh, a DNP? DNPCD. Yeah, coach. Did not play coach's decision. Yeah. After, but he's been getting a lot of those. So, Well, I'll tell you what. He had played in three straight games, though, uh, before that, including the game you of uh, this past Friday night. You and I were mess- messaging each other back and forth. Uh, at Toronto, and he was actually the one that spurred the comeback. Now, they did end up three points short, but, uh, man, hit a couple big threes, played some really good defense, had three rebounds. I just – I know it's a familiar refrain, and if I could even see you right now, you're probably rolling your eyes again, Rich, <laughs> as I do, but I just really feel like, I mean, he proved, he's proved it the last several years, and even when he gets some playing time, he produces. I mean, I mean, he's not averaging a point a minute or anything crazy like that. But I mean, like I said, he played twice over the weekend and and made valuable contributions. Played eleven minutes one night. Played twelve minutes the next night. Uh, what six points one night? Three points the next night, and plays good defense while he's out there. 
once again, I'm going to ask you, Richard, why are they not playing him more in, in, uh, in Houston? Well, if, if I'm Houston, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what they're doing. I think the coaching staff is caught in the middle of trying to win some games and trying to play the young guys, which as most people know, is they're, they, they're opposite of one another. So, and I don't think they can make up their minds because he keeps playing Jeff Green, which in my eyes, if you're going to play Jeff Green, you should be playing Reggie as well. Um, but then he plays the Thompson kid who is clearly not ready to, you know, play in the NBA right now. Um, so I, I assume that the real goal is to play the young guys, but then when it matters, you know, they end up putting in Jeff Green and Van Fleet and those guys. So, I don't know. I don't really have a good answer for that. Yeah, and just saying. You're right. Common sense-wise, this is a very young team. He's trying to get his youth out there on the court. And I think – I'd like to think they're going to hit a point in the season because they're still on the cusp right now of uh, making it at least to the play-in game. And there's still 30 games left in the season too. But I would like to think, Richard Clark, that he'll uh, – the head coach – what's his name? Former Boston coach that's at Houston now. Edoko. Uh, yeah, Edoko. He may. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but I would like to think that he'll hit a point where he's like, you know what, uh, we're not going to make the playoffs. Let, let you know, let's give these guys some run. Uh, you know, down at the end of the bench, and I and I hope Reggie gets some play, man, because every time he gets in, he does contribute. And like I said, even in Toronto, they're down by twenty, and it was almost like he was like, okay, you know, let's clear the bench. And what does Reggie and the guys do? They get him back in the game, and in fact, I think they got it down to one point, didn't they? There in that final minute. Uh, I think he had three. I think, three, but yeah, okay. they got him. They got him back in the game. I, I like. I said, I just think Reggie should be playing more. And I also believe they missed an opportunity to uh, grab another asset by trading Reggie. I just don't quite understand why I have him sitting on the end of the bench like that. But you know, they they can make a lot of money to make those decisions. I suppose. I guess. I guess. I know. Uh, I'm just so confused too about the whole thing with. You know, with him being with Dallas the previous couple of years, uh, they trade him to San Antonio, and I guess just San Antonio. Dude, this is where just the inner workings of the NBA just confuses me. San Antonio never had any intention of keeping him. They cut him, uh, pay him from what I read, and I thought he was going to be like under some sort of exception or something when he signed with Houston. Uh, But everything I was reading right at the trade deadline said that, you know, he counts – I guess eleven million dollars against the salary or against the salary cap in uh, in Houston. If you've got somebody, and I know that's not a lot of money in this day and age in the uh, NBA, but still, they could have done, like you said, they could have done something with that. Or I guess explain that to me. Is he getting paid by Houston? Did he get paid by San Antonio? How how do you explain that, dude? I'm assuming that the the contract carried from San Antonio to because, like you, I was questioning that as well. And I went and looked, and he's an eleven million dollar cap hit to to Houston. So, wow! I guess the contract just carried over, which again, I don't quite understand that as well. Um, you know, these contracts these days, who knows? I know you're absolutely right. That voice listen to Richard Clark, and uh, what we'll keep it micro local here for a moment because, dude, 
How about Brandon, man? I don't know if maybe something lit a fire under him when he didn't make the all-star team, but he's had a couple of good weeks, man, including, like I said, last night I was talking about in the monologue, uh, one last night at Memphis, 96-87, 19 points, two rebounds, six assists, a steal, and a block shot. And, uh, man, the Pelicans, 32-22 and 22 right now, first place in the Southwest Division, fifth in the Western Conference, dude. I, give me a few, give me a couple of minutes on Brandon and the Pelicans. Well, I think what you're seeing is what we all had hoped. What now, three years ago, that injuries kind of robbed us of, or I guess depending on who you believe, uh, Zion not being in shape. Because what's happened is they've been able to play a fair amount this year together, so they're working out um, who does what when they do it, kind of thing. So it's it's become a little bit more se- seamless. And they've kind of found their roles. Um, they they kind of do in a in a different version what the Lakers and Kobe and Shaq did. You know, Zion does a lot of the heavy lifting through the first three and a half quarters of the game, and then when they need a bucket or somebody to go get a one on one bucket, it tends to be Brandon that makes that that has the ball in his hands. So it's been interesting to watch. And again, I think this kind of stuff always has a way of working itself out. Um, we find out who the alpha is, whether that's because they play like that on the court or their presence in the locker room or whatever that might be. And I think injuries and lack of playing time together hurt hurt those two in their in their progression moving forward. 30 games left, uh, approximately uh, 28 games left for uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. They, they're still, they still make me nervous because they're so Uh-oh. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. One night you see them and you think, man, they can beat anybody in the league on any night. And then you see them the next night and they look terrible. So I, I don't know if I'm fully on board to trust them in a series, but they, without question, you, you take Brandon and Zion's a one-off and you take Brandon's link and they got Herb Jones um, and the other kid, uh, Trey Murphy. So, I mean, that's a lot of link and a lot of three-point shooting and a lot of defense. So, because Herb Jones and um, and Trey Murphy have been really good at playing defense this year. And then they got some size. They got Larry Nance and Valanciunas. So, they got all the pieces. The question is, could they put it together? And I think what we're seeing now is kind of what we thought we'd see two and a half years ago. There you go. Dude, I, I got to tell you, man. I, I've, you know me, I'm Mr. Positive anyway, but dude, just when you look at the standings and you look and you see that, uh, they're in that second tier of teams in the Western conference. I mean, and goodness gracious, uh, what one through four in the Western conference, Minnesota, OKC, the Clippers and the Nuggets all separated by a game and a half. Then four games back of that is, uh, the Pelicans, the Suns, the Kings, and the Mavericks, and they're all separated by just one game. So the Pelicans, as we speak right now, Rich, are in fifth place. But, heck, you lose just two games in a row, and you're going to fall all the way down to eighth. Is this the way it's working out? And I know you kind of touched on this a little bit last week, Rich, but is this kind of the way you see the, the rest of the regular season uh, playing out in the Western Conference? Well, I, I think yes, to make the answer short. The, the Western Conference is going to be a bloodbath in the playoffs. And I think what it is – things that's really muddied the waters is you've had the rise of Oklahoma City and Minnesota, which I don't want to say nobody predicted that, but I don't think anybody predicted they'd be, what are they right now, one and three or two and three, something like that, the seeds. 
um, Minnesota and Oakland because they're both Minnesota's a little bit older, but they're by and by and large a young team. But Oklahoma City's a young team um, across the board, so I don't think anybody expected that. And the Clippers, nobody thought they'd be here. Yeah, and honestly, I'm not sure they're not the best team in the league. And I say that hating myself for saying it's like <laughs> when I go home and eat a half a gallon of ice cream and then I hate myself. You never do that though, Rich. I do that all the time. Sugar is. <laughs> oof. Uh, Jason Bryant chimes in. He says, uh, talking about New Orleans, he said they play no defense. They gave up 87 points to the Lakers in the first half over the weekend. And that is, but then they win last night, 96 to 87. They give up 87 points in a first half to a questionable Lakers team. And then an entire game only give up 87 points. Just like you, dude, I couldn't have said it any better than what you said, Rich Jekyll and Hyde, right? Well, I think you also got to remember where we're at the schedule right now. Uh, we're in the part of the year where there's a lot of scheduling losses. Uh, you know what that means, and I guess if anybody doesn't, it basically means that you did catch these teams on the back end of a three-road games in five-day situation, and they're dead to the world. I watched Denver play last night. They, they've had a rough road, and they look abysmal. But, you know, they won't look like that in the playoffs. So that I, I, I chalked that Lakers loss up to that, um, plus – you add in the fact that the Lakers were on TV, so LeBron decided to play, um, you know, that sort of thing. So right now you get a lot of that. So I, I don't think you should overreact to a lot of that right yet, right now. Uh, as we get closer to March, then you start paying attention to some of that. Well, very good. Well, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about here over the next 20 minutes, 25 minutes or so. But, dude, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, just the – he looks like an alien. Let's just say that first. But uh, Wimbayana, good Lord. Did you watch any of that game last night? Or oh, yeah. Silly, is that a silly I, question? No, no. I always try to I try to time it so I watch the first quarter of the San Antonio game. Because, honestly, I do not like watching that team. I don't know. I, I'm, I agree with some of the, one of the guys we listen to. It might be criminal to see what Popovich is doing to that team, that roster. That's pretty atrocious and they got guys shooting the ball way too much uh that shouldn't be shooting the ball that much so anyway that said victor is just it doesn't even look normal <laughs> tell you know what i mean what, tell everybody what he did last night well i don't know he had a triple double last night didn't he yeah no, i'll tell you then dude 27 points 14 rebounds 10 blocked shots and five assists and he didn't even play 30 minutes See, I mean, that kid, it's, it's really like watching a baby giraffe <laughs> figure it out. And I'm serious, man. I know, I know, he, I know. He, he just doesn't know anything about it. They get, him, they get him with pump fakes. But if you watch him from the beginning of the year to this part of the year, they don't get him as bad as they used to, as they did at the beginning of the year. So where will this – What would I think we all get caught up into what would this look like in two years because honestly there is a outside possibility he'll be the best player in the league in three years i mean seriously he made a pass the other night a bounce pass through traffic for Leia. this guy's seven four <laughs> dude i love watching him now i'm with you it's ugly basketball and and i and like you said uh the guys we listen to on the on the ringer They've taken their shots at uh, at the coaching that you know he's getting right now. 
But, dude, there's no way he's not a ridiculous superstar in five years. I mean, heck, again, 27, 14, 10, and 5, and that 10 being blocked shots. What's he going to do when he finally gets his legs under him and he finally realizes how to play in this league? And he's, you know, I know they're working on his nutrition. I know that's one of the things they said during the game last night was, you know, not that he was bad, you know, when he was overseas, but I mean, just trying to eat the right things to get his body right and keep his body right. Dude, I mean, it's a, maybe it's the, the easiest thing to say here, Rich, but I mean, the sky's the absolute limit for him, isn't it? it? It really is. I mean, honestly, I feel like the only thing that can derail this is injuries because he, he, he's got everything. He, and it, he just does the normal progression of an NBA player from their first year to say their fourth year, uh-huh. typically their shooting percentage goes up across the board about 5%. Well, if that happens, this kid is shooting, you know, 50% and 40% for three. Now what? And defensively, he's lost for the most part. Um, and they haven't figured out how to use him yet because really he can't guard a, a center, a real center, but there aren't that many of them. So they got him away from the basket a lot, so he doesn't get to block a lot of shots. But he's starting to figure it out, as evidence last night, that he can help out and get some blocks like that. So it, it's really strange to watch. It's like watching, again, a baby giraffe play amongst, <laughs> play, a, play amongst a bunch of little piglets or something. You know, because <laughs> none of the guys on his team are very good. <laughs> I mean, but, Vassell's the best one, and, and he's – uh, a typical, I'm going to shoot 30 times and get 20 kind of player. I would hate to play with him, but I, I hope they do some rostered reconstruction in the summer, put it that way. Well, I was, that's the reason I was so excited uh, when the offseason started last year and, uh, and Reggie was traded there because I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to hear the stories uh, Reggie's going to have of playing with Wim Bayan. And then, of course, they kept him for what, a week and a half talking about Reggie? Yeah, and, and he'd be good for the locker exactly. room because they, they have no adults in that locker room either. I think that's part of the problem. I think you see it. If you just take a glance at any San Antonio Spurs stat sheet after a game, I think you see the problem. He is never, well, I shouldn't say never, but he is rarely the leader in shot attempts. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Do it. What are we doing? I know. I mean, let the kid jack it up 30 times a game so he can figure out what works and what doesn't because that's why Devin Booker is where he's at right now. So you, you need to let him figure it out. And Bissell, and there's another guy that shoots a lot, not Sochin, but the other guy. But anyway, it, it doesn't great. Out of my brain right now, but they just shoot like they don't even care. They just come down and jack it up. It's it's really like watching a bad NBA team from the late eighties. Well, very good. I got to tell you, I, I've I said this in my monologue. I don't know if you were listening down in uh, uh, Carteret County, but I'm <laughs> Linda wasn't here last night, and usually she'll keep the cats in the uh, in the. Uh, bedroom while well, i made the mistake of leaving the door open i'm being stalked by one right now who's up here on my desk he's already knocked my ipad over uh right now he's rubbing against a uh, a microphone and he's uh actually i should have shot a video of this rich you would have loved this he's playing with one of the bobbleheads okay with an alan iverson bobblehead okay like he's sitting on his haunches and he's with his front paw is patting alan iverson's head okay 
Well, he's just trying to get the feel of what it means to be, you know, to be AI. There he's you getting go. Ready, he's getting ready to knock something over and then step over your head. <laughs> there you go. Well, this is, ah, I like it. I like it. Well, this is what I told the listeners uh, early on. I'm like, listen, if it goes quiet here all of a sudden, call the police. That means the cats have taken me out, okay? <laughs> You can't never rule that out with cat. <laughs> no, you cannot. Okay, Richard Clark, uh, Carteret County News Times, Carolina Coast Online.com, joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line right now as we are uh, looking at the NBA. I tell you what, we're going to circle back because I definitely, we're going to, dude, I want to give a solid 10, 12 minutes to this thing that you uh, emailed me, the top, because what we had talked about, the top announcing crews on the uh on nba league pass dude this is awesome man you've you've got the top five best the worst five you uh, well let me out. preface this by saying that some of these guys i've only seen once because i made a point to watch the ones i hadn't so maybe i caught them on a bad night when the game was bad something like that well i love it though man you have broke down everything by division uh, everybody, dude, how much time did you spend putting this? And I do love how you spelled Allah Abdanabi. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't even try to spell his name. Right. <laughs> That's also former Duke guy. I mean, he, he's got several things going against him. The least of which is he went to Duke. Yep. Well, so. dude, like I said, man, I just, I love, I can't wait. We're going to get some time to this. Okay. I just, I yeah, it ain't no big deal. I figured we could do it this time, next time, whenever we, get oh, man, we spread it out over a couple of visits because this is, uh, this is pretty awesome. Okay. Uh, I want to talk a little, uh, ACC basketball and I know we kind of touched Absolutely. on it a little bit last year or last year, last week, but Virginia eight game winning streak. I think they've got a really good chance to add a couple more wins to that before they take on the powerhouse, uh, Carolina and Duke. Uh, but one, two, three, uh, right now in the ACC is uh, Carolina at the top. Uh, they play at Syracuse tonight. Uh, Duke, of course, they beat Wake Forest last night. And then, like I said, Virginia at home against Pitt tonight. Uh, just your thoughts on the ACC right now. I know we, you know, at, when we talked last week, they were saying only three teams from the ACC making it to the NCAA tournament. Like I said, as hot as Virginia has been, they added to that. it. Yeah, me either. But right now, it's four teams. Uh, those three, the big three at the top that we just talked about, and then Clemson, who is like eighth in the ACC right now, but has, a, I guess, a, a pretty good uh, – uh, yeah, pretty 16 good. and seven. So, yeah. Eh. Hey, just so you're just your thoughts right now, uh, on the ACC. I mean, the big Carolina Duke game was a week and a half ago. Uh, where do you, Boy, where Carolina do you really, <laughs> yeah, I know. you know, they go out there and beat Duke and then go back and lay an egg, which I, 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 I'll be honest. I thought they, that Carolina played above their head against Duke. Okay. But I hadn't watched them a whole lot. And then the game, the following game where they lost to, who is that? Clemson. Um, that kind of backed up my thought process. I just don't know if this Carolina team is that good. Yeah. Um, but who is around the country? I think there's 25 legitimate teams that can win the championship this year God. from what I've seen. And none of them, they all have glaring holes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I think from a talent standpoint, Duke can throw out more guys, but I don't like that Duke team. They can't shoot. I mean, they're going to have stretches where they hit shots, but really, they're not very good shooting the ball. Not like Duke normally is. Usually, Duke's got at least one guy. Um, Wake Forest is a pretty good team. Yep. Even though uh, they lost to Durham last night. Yeah. You guys have the best the best consistency of any of the teams. I mean, that's the reality of it. Now, 
can will Carolina be able to dial it up? Maybe. But what would worry me if I was a Carolina fan is whenever they beat somebody good, it's like Ingram or one of those guys that has a big game. And those are kind of one-offs. You know what I mean? That's, I'm not sure you can count on that. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I'm, but I think they're going to get five teams in. I, I just find it hard to believe that some of these other conferences are going to get four and five teams and you're not going to let at least four in from the ACC. Well, dude, the Big 12, as of uh, Lenardi's last thing, he has 10, 1-0, 10 teams from the Big 12 making it to the NCAA tournament. And that's the one that just gets me, man. I mean, and the reason they're so high, what, I'm looking at uh, their uh, standings right now, one, two, three, four, five, six teams in the top 25, but it's because they play each other, and it helps. Well, that, that's, the, that's the glaring hole in these computer algorithms for the BCS or for this or for basketball. We we give a higher priority to a team that's ranked, but that is incredibly flawed. Who's ranked and who's not. I mean, cause especially at the beginning of the year, because that has no merit whatsoever other than, Hey, it's Carolina. They're always good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I don't know that that's, I'm with you. I just don't know if these teams are that good. I've watched Kansas, and Kansas is, mm, I wouldn't say they're really good. They're okay. I think they're probably about a little bit better than Duke, maybe. Uh, but I wouldn't say they're that good. Houston, do you really think Houston's going to make another run? I don't. I don't. I don't either, man. And I watch a yeah. lot of Houston games because of Damian from, uh, you know, from Kenston playing for him. And so, I mean, I've watched more than my fair share of Houston games this year, dude. And they've, they've not been impressed. I would like to, this is what I'd like to see rich. And of course it will never happen, but I'd like to see Houston play in the ACC. How good would they be in the ACC? How good would uh, they be way far? Exactly. How good would Iowa state be? Who's 10th in the country right now, 18 and five overall. How good would the, would Iowa state be in the ACC? I just, well, I, I will say this. Iowa, these teams you just mentioned, Houston, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Baylor, for instance, athletically, just pure athletically, they're probably better than any of the ACC teams that I've watched. Wow. Athletically, the ACC is not very good. You know what I mean? I, there's nobody that you blindly say, yeah, they got an NBA body or athletic ability, something of that nature. You follow what I'm saying? Whereas Houston and those teams, they have a lot of guys that can run and jump. Now, we all know basketball requires a lot more, a pretty sizable skill set. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious to see down the road, can any of these teams make serious runs from the Big 12? I'm, I'm dubious. But we'll see. I thought, I you, were, they I got, thought you were I think rich. they get six. <laughs> yeah. I think they get six teams in, maybe seven. But BYU is not very good. I watched them play. But, dude, so, they're number 19 in the country. <laughs> yeah, but they're not very good. Dude, See, that was, then goes back to who's voting. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. It goes back to who's voting for this. Uh, that's been my problem with these polls all along. Like the coaches poll in, in the beast in football. Well, the coaches aren't watching everybody play. So well, how do they know? Well, dude, I can tell you this from now. This is 25 years ago, but when I covered the ACC for the Gaston Gazette and the Shelby Star and went to 25 games a year or ACC games a year and 
covered the ACC tournament every year, dude. I know it's not. It it wasn't uh, Roy Williams voting then. It wasn't Mike Shashesky voting then. They have a, a schlub on there. Oh, I shouldn't say that. That's being disrespectful. But they have, you know, the director of basketball operations, or they have, uh, you know, who puts the vote for them. And, <laughs> They'll do the, you know, they'll put their ballot, then they'll show it to the coach and say, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah, go ahead and send it on. You know I mean? Right. That's what right. happened. Do you really think Mike Krzyzewski would take an hour, hour and a half and, and put his votes together for the coaches poll? Uh, I, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't happen, man. And then even sports writers. And I mean, and dude, and I'm not denigrating sports writers. God knows, I mean, I voted in, uh, not the AP poll, but I mean, in high school polls. Okay, for many years, for 20, 25 years, uh, whether it was the AP high school football poll. Dude, you think, dude, a little admission here, and this is probably where uh, people are going to whatever, but dude, <laughs> I've when I was in Western North Carolina and Farmville Central was so good, I'd never seen Farmville Central before. You know why I voted for Farmville Central, Richard Clark? Because they had a cool name, man. I mean, right. they're, you know, Farmville Central 6-0 and right now. But, you know, and I'd seen my teams. Of course, I would put more weight towards my teams. And don't get it twisted. I mean, I would call, you know, reporters here in Western North Carolina, hey, who are your two or three good teams that I've got to put in my poll? You know, that kind of stuff. But, dude, I honestly, I voted for Farmville Central because I thought that was a cool name, Farmville Central, you know? Well, and that's the problem. Reputation begins to matter now. Yep. And, and, you know, it, you really don't even need to be able to back up that reputation. You know what I mean? Because those things tend to last. Like, if you – I don't know anything about most of the high school football, particularly outside this region, right? Yeah. But if you would ask me right now, I'd probably tell you, oh, Rockingham's good. Well, Rockingham really ain't been good in 20 years. <laughs> but they had that run back when I remember it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of go, up, oh. And I think that's what happens a lot with these things. Well, uh, and it and the reality of it is, most sports writers and most coaches in college and high school, they got their hands full with their little group. They're not watching somebody on the other side of the country or the state. Uh, dude, so. that's why Richard, when people start freaking out about polls, and even with what we're talking about right now, dude, I give I give polls no credence or barely any credence if polls help decide who makes a tournament, whether it's NCAA tournament, whether it's an NCHSAA thing, then that is what it is, man. I mean, it shouldn't be that way. It should depend on what happens on the court, on the field, uh, on the track, whatever, man. Uh, don't, don't let polls decide everything. And if you're one of those guys that freaks out, oh, my God, Carolina's seventh in the poll and uh, – uh, Duke is ninth in the poll, dude, don't, don't put any credence into that kind of stuff because if you do then, and even me, I was a little upset because Virginia wasn't in the top 25 until this week with everything they've done. And then I had to check myself, man, because I'm like, Brian, that's ridiculous. Don't, don't be sweating this thing out. Anyway, anyway, there you go, dude. Uh, Richard Clark on the line with us right now, our NBA expert. He is Hey, what's the, how's the, how's a nice way to say this, Rich, uh, when it comes to the NBA league pass and tell people, I don't even want to put words in your mouth. How many hours a night or how much time a night do you spend on average watching NBA league pass? Well, I'll put it this way. Usually at some point during that afternoon, I'll be on my phone and when I ask me something, she'll go, <laughs> uh, do you want to do this? And I'll start looking at my phone. And she'll go, oh, I forgot. <laughs> and what she means is I'm looking at the schedule. I'm seeing who plays when so I can get a feel for when I need to be in front of the TVs. 
Um, so pretty much every day, at least a couple of hours, honestly, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I love a lot that. of them now I watch like the next day. Uh, like in the afternoon when I'm finishing up work at three or four or five, I watch the previous night's game then. So, you know, it's a little bit different than it used to be with technology. Listen, brace technology. <laughs> wow, dude, I also, hey, I love it. I absolutely love it. Listen, uh, uh, so we're back to the NBA now, and you put together this list. I know we talked about it a few weeks ago, and just, to, man, let me tell you something, uh, and I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. Uh, I guess I can say it this way. Richard Clark doesn't half-butt anything. Is that a nice way to say it? If uh, You know, man, whether it's design, layout, uh, on the paper side of it, when it's a project like this, I just offhandedly, hey, uh, dude, put together, uh, you know, who you think are the best uh, announcing crews in the NBA. And uh, as you always do, man, you've got the top well, five. You've got your worst five. You've got the crew from every single team. I don't even know where well, you let me find tell you that, dude. Well, let me tell you this. I had to stay up on some of these because some of those <laughs> West Coast ones, the Portland and things, I don't typically watch Portland because they're terrible. Yeah. Um, so I had to stay up uh, late and watch them one night to get a feel for them. And and some of these, they have a B team sort of, like a guy come in and, and give the other guy a break. I'm not sure why they need breaks. but um, So it's a little mixed match. You catch somebody on a bad night, things like that. So Well, dude, uh, I love but it. But there seems to be a common thread, though. Uh, I will say before we get into this, and the common thread seems to be, a lot of these players are not very good at it. Yeah, former and players. And yeah. the older, the older the player, the worse they're at it. They are at it. Well, so, I want you to take this over here. Let's talk about it. Let's go worst first before we do uh, the best ones. Uh, your Richard Clark's worst five uh, announcing crews yeah, on NBA is, League Pass. Go ahead, dude. This is going to hurt Eastern North Carolina people, but it's Atlanta, <laughs> and it's because Dominique Wilkins is absolutely horrendous. <laughs> um, yeah, they need to get rid of him. I mean, I, I get it. He's the best player your franchise has ever had. But can we put him, like, on a role where he's checking out the concession stand or something <laughs> and get somebody else to do What What makes it bad, what, in all sincerity? And, I, dude, I'm with you. I'm with you. I've watched it because, you know, we've got uh, DeAndre Hunter, who plays uh, former Wahoo, right. who plays for the Hawks. So mm-hmm. I, since he's been back, especially for the last couple of games, I've tried to watch him or, you know, watch the Hawks. And, dude, you are absolutely right. It, he is horrendous, but what makes him so bad? Well, first of all, I'm not sure he's actually watching the game. That's the first thing. <laughs> Because I told oh you, remember I told God, you a while back awesome. that, that, that the team was in a zone for a long time and the announcer didn't notice it until like six times down the court? Well, that was Dominique. Oh, my God. And and then he goes, oh, yeah, they got a zone now. We'll see how that works. And I'm like, yeah, they've been playing it for a quarter and a half. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, and, and he's incredibly homerish, which is okay depending on how you do it. He's just bad at it, man. And – it really hurts the show because the main guy's not that bad. Well, Atlanta, I got that one, and like I said, having watched the uh, watched the Hawks several times over the several years, and I both let me in the interest of full disclosure too. I'm a league pass guy, I'm, but I'm five percent of the league pass guy that you are, man. But I watch a little. I try to watch a little bit every night to justify what I pay for. But dude, your number really two bad. surprised me, man. Yeah, and it's for the same reason. Okay. Walt Frazier's terrible. Okay, well, tell everybody who it is, your number two. 
Uh, it's New York Knicks, okay. and it, it, they got – they're really – you know, obviously their main guy is really good, Mike Green, because he does national stuff. But Walt Frazier is the color guy, and he's pretty bad. Um, I'm not – Walt's like he brought in a jazz singer, and you just, and he's like, oh, yeah, that was really cool. That sort of thing. <laughs> say and, it again. And you just say like, cool? Say cool again. <laughs> that was really cool. But it, it's just – it's so bad for a basketball game, but he's Walt Frazier. Same yeah. as Dominique. What yeah. do you do? Exactly. You know, so, but because of that, I, I can't put him very high. He, they're the worst. Well, this is Richard Clark on the line right now in our Spence Automotive guest line. He is doing his NBA League Pass best and worst announcing crews. Uh, we're doing the worst first. Uh, number one was Atlanta. Number two was New York. Who's number three? Well, we'll bring it home. It's Charlotte. Wow. Um, and again, some of that might be because the team's so bad, they have to improv so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe that's some of it. Um, but I'm, Dell isn't great either. Dell <laughs> by Dell Curry. Dell Curry. We, we go back to what I said about the older players. I'm not sure they shouldn't try to revamp that a little bit. Um, and maybe that's just a style thing. Maybe that's why the older players are the way they are. Although Dominique and Walt Frazier are nothing alike. So. Um, but yeah, the Charlotte broadcast is just boring. Yeah, I mean, uh, they could be reading that like Bueller, <laughs> Bueller. I mean, that's well, it what it sounds like. It could be the subject matter too. I mean, Charlotte's not well, really yeah. giving anybody anything to really be excited about. There you go. Okay, Atlanta, New York, Charlotte, top three worst. Your number four, I got to tell you, kind of, now I have agreed with you to this point. Number four kind of surprised me a little bit. Who's your number four worst uh, announcing crew in uh, NBA League Pass? Golden State, is, I was in shocked. my opinion. I was shocked. Go ahead. Why? I'm going to probably take heat for this one because they're going to claim it's for a reason. <laughs> I know. We're going but, the, but the color the, the color girl is not very good. The, yeah. That does the color commentary. Kalina as a bouquet. Um, I'm just not a fan. Yeah. And it's not because she's a woman because I actually really like Doris Burke. Yep. I think she's actually probably the second best NBA commentator right now. So uh, who's, the, who's the best? In my opinion, I, I would still probably say it's Hubie. But right now they're mixing it up because the Doc really threw them off by going back to coaches. So now they're kind of uh, they're bringing out the Richard Jeffersons and and uh, they got JJ Reddick doing it, who is not bad, but I'm not sure I like JJ Reddick. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Right now, to me, is Doris Burke is the best of the group. Wow. I would have said uh, I would have said Hubie just because I like Hubie. He knows more about basketball than most of us will ever think we know. But he is about how old is Hubie Brown now, though, dude? He's, he's got to be 126. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to Google it and see why you're talking about that. Tell us about your number five. Number five, after following Golden State, number five is Philadelphia. And that's where Allah Abdinabi comes in. They're really bad. Wow. And, and incredibly homerish. You know, if you're going to be homerish, to me, you either do it classy or you go full on Johnny Most. Um, <laughs> Dude, and, having grown up a Boston fan, not that I listen to a lot of uh, uh, Boston radio, but I'm very familiar with jo Johnny Most, man. He was uh, over oh, he's the, the top. worst. Oh, I think yeah, he called, he called, uh, he called a Knicks player a communist one time, dude. Right. I mean, it, like, I, look, I, if you're going to be homery, <laughs> you might as well go full on like that. I get it. Um, so all of them are just not very good at it. Uh, and it's, 
it's both of them. It's not just um, Allah. It's, it's the duo. Whereas, like for the Knicks, it's really just Walt that's bad. Can, can, um, can I tell everybody? One, can I tell everybody how you spelled Abdul Nabi? <laughs> dude the only reason i knew what you were trying to say there is because i just sounded it out a b a b d o n o b y abdo nobby which dude phonetically yeah. you're absolutely right hey can you hang with us about five minutes to our second hour yeah yeah we're good, good to go well let's go ahead and wrap up our first hour here and that'll be perfect we'll uh, hit the top five and we're gonna do it casey Kasem style too dude Five to one. How about that, dude? I, you know me. I love doing that stuff. But thank you for listening to the first hour of today's show. Coming up on our second hour, Richard Clark's going to stay with us for a few minutes. We're going to have Cliff Godwin from ECU Baseball in the birthday game on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.